He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a rat. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 58 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf podcast. I'm James Richardson and I'm joined this week by Barry. Hey Barry. Hey James. And this week we're joined by Will Griffith. Hey Will. Hey James, how's it going? Um, this is your first time on the podcast, so welcome. Thank you very much. Great um, to be here. For a few people who have been following over the last while, uh, Bobby and Alan haven't been around for, for quite a bit because of personal commitment. So Will, uh, you're hopefully uh, going to sit in on a few of these. and I'm really looking forward to it. Good, well that's that's great. Sure, look, tell us a bit about yourself. How long have you been playing golf? Um, I started when I was four and then I kind of stopped when I hit around uh, puberty and then started again <laughs> about five, six years ago. Uh, it's a great game, I love it. Uh, I have aspirations of being absolutely amazing, but I don't think that's going to happen. And what are you playing off at the moment? Ten. Ten. So, Barry, you're off 11. Mm-hmm. I'm off, off 14.5. So, <laughs> but, uh, but we're, we're sick of 14.5. What's a Bob used to call people who, including myself, who used to put in the point after the handicap is like handicap Gate. wanker or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's one for Bob. Yeah, we miss you, Bob. Anyway, hopefully we can get a. Um, Do we Bob. miss him? Well, yeah, a little bit. We'll, we'll hope that when Bob develops, Bob's moving to San, just outside, outside San Francisco, and so when he gets a proper American twang going, we'll get him back on the show and get an international angle going. We won't call him Bob. We'll call him our, you know, American expert and just pretend like it's somebody that's completely different. Okay, yeah, we'll work on that. Anyway, Will. A- any, any suggestions for what we'll call Bob when he's back on the show, like just firing into the Twitter? Uh, well, so, sorry, you're off 10. Which is far more important than <laughs> yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll go back to, to, to Will. Uh, you're off 10. You play out of Glen of the Downs as well. I do. You? Yeah. Have you always played out of Glen of the Downs? No, I, well, I, I started my golfing career, so to speak, career. as an amateur um, when I was brought out to play with my dad out in Woodbrook. So I spent a lot oh, yeah. of time out in Woodbrook. And then when I actually joined a golf club, myself and a mate of mine uh, decided that we would join a club called Balahadreen, which is down in County Roscommon. Oh, yeah. Because it was yeah, like yeah. 100 euro to join mm. to get your handicap yeah yeah and then of course so the, we were told that you know you could just go down you know hand in three cards and then you'll get a handicap so you can play in Dublin and that was the whole selling point for this club Ballard Dream then of course this is back in the time when all the, the scandal and boil happened did you know about the scandal oh, yeah. and boil where obviously they were just giving people handicaps <laughs> <laughs> and not actually making them play in the course and the whole lot like you know so I had to actually go down to Ballardine and play uh, in a field with cows. <laughs> it was, it well, was quite an interesting. They experience. move with obstructions. Yeah. <laughs> if you can uh, catch them with your club, yeah. And but then I went to Claremaris in Mayo. Uh, that was where my father was living, so I joined Claremaris for about three years, and then came up. I got to, an official handicap there. Got an official. <laughs> well, I got my official in Ballardine, and then I transferred it over to Claremaris, and uh, then I joined Glen of the Downs about five. Five years ago, I think. Okay. So I really enjoyed it out there. And which is your favourite? I have to say, out of all the golf clubs I've played in, I really have to say that for the golf course, I genuinely think Claremaris 
is one of the best golf courses I've actually ever played. I was really rooting for Ballon Dream there. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. But for the club, I really love Glen of the Towns. Yeah, it's a good, mm. it's a good club atmosphere. Well, it's great, great members, great yeah. atmosphere, great team spirit. Even though we haven't won that much in my time there, but it's everyone, or anybody's time, or anybody's time there. <laughs> our, our pennants aren't uh, particularly uh, weighty on the wall. Yeah, all right, it's, it's it a hard situation the for the females. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. They kind of really take over, and they really make a point of letting us know that. Well, I, I like to think that you know we just don't have history on our side compared to other places that have had hundreds of years of winning pennants. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, and uh, I suppose then just finally I suppose uh, any favourite golfers current or past uh, well past obviously would be would would have to be I think I was brought up in a family where there was um, a serious like love for Seve Ballesteros my father followed him around mm. and had an opportunity to play with him once wow um, back in one of the pro-ams you know in one of the Irish Opens one of the Carroll's back, Irish Opens back, well, back in the it was Carroll's Irish Open yeah. in Woodbrook and that was where I uh, you know got introduced to kind of golf back in the day that was back in 1980 Jeez, I played Woodbrook imagine playing the Irish Open in Woodbrook yeah. it seems so so short to it, have like a pro tournament oh no there. it is but it's quite a long course but it's not a, it's not a it's not a, like a proper professional yeah, yeah. course you know the kind of way um, the only thing that really annoyed well, me about what's been built recently, you know, ah, yeah, like that's back, just back a, then it was a it was a fairly tough course. It wouldn't have had a two tee start because they would have had to walk quite a far way out to get to the ten tee box. Like, could you imagine <laughs> like, having to walk out to the very coast, nearly fall off the side? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. uh, just for listeners who have never played Woodbrook. It's a, it's a beautiful, but it's a real right on the coast. Oh, it's right on the uh, coast, just north of Bray, kind of south of Dublin. But the the first nine, the ninth hole, is as far from the clubhouse. As you can physically get. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the 10th tee, obviously, then runs... They, they all run along the seafront out into the... 10th, 11th, 12th, and 14th go all the way down the coast. And it's actually very funny to see, having grown up there, like, you know, so starting as a four-year-old going out, to see how much the, the course is actually after getting smaller mm. because of the erosion. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. The, the, the creep is after... Yeah, there's a, taken there's away, a like. few epic storms over the last few years that have knocked lumps off the land. Oh, yeah. So it's funny. It's always, it's always kind of amused me a certain amount that it's not, even though it's by the coast in Ireland, you'd automatically expect it to be a links course, but it's not. It's very much a parkland. It's a parkland where you know there's only three or four holes where it's actually really affects you the wind. Mm. And the only I've played it about three or four times, <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure that on each of those three or four times, I've ended up on one of those holes deliberately turning sideways and hitting a ball as far into the water as I can. <laughs> well, I think that's a rite of passage. Well, yeah. I think. You have to. Yeah, I yeah, assume yeah. it's uh, the it's bad part hard. is when you actually have such a bad slice <laughs> <laughs> that it ends up in the middle of the fairway. Well, that's just a that's just a trick of mine. Uh, uh, so yeah, look, the modern modern day golfers would be. I, I I have a serious love for McElroy. I have to admit it now. Oh, I forgot what the question was originally. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> yeah no, I have a serious love for McElroy. I do. It's just everything about him. I, I, is I, it a man crush? It's oh, it's, it's a man. It's well, beyond like, a man it's crush. It's beyond a man crush. I'm just a firm believer in that I love to see someone with talent becoming the best mm. and nothing getting in the way. You know, the kind of way mm. like he's obviously had his hassles over the, the mm. over the years or whatever, but he is the most talented. He has this natural ability. He has never changed his swing. I know he's only 25. But like he's never changed his swing, even from the days when he was on. Uh, Des Kelly. Pac- pa- uh, what's his, what was his first name? Kelly. Anyway, the yeah, Kelly, the Kelly show. show. The yeah, Kelly he show. was there chipping the balls in, or the videos they show. Of him. Yeah, he has the same double movement, hip movement through the shot, even as from a child. Mm. Yeah, it's just great to watch, and uh, you know, I suppose he's a great kid, and he uh, 
raise a lot of money for charity and stuff like that. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, that's... Yeah, and to be fair, um, I, I was at a, an event um, a couple of years ago for Michaela McAreevy, who some people might not know who that is, but it was a, um, a an Irish woman who was married to a, a footballer here, a GAA footballer, who was murdered on their honeymoon out in... Um, Mauritius. Mauritius, I think, yeah. and uh, there was a foundation set up, and uh, I was I was at the opening of that uh, golf tournament, and Rory, who was at the height at that stage, this was three four years ago, had sent so much swag over; it was ridiculous. There was Augusta flag signed by players, you know, all just by a phone call of, you know, is there any chance? And they were just hoping for maybe you know a signed mm. golf ball by him, and all of a sudden a box of stuff arrived with signatures from some of the top golfers which they auctioned off and set up so you know things that people don't necessarily know oh, no, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's you know golf is secondary like in that particular situation like you know it's, golf is so I find golf so easy myself that I don't even really think about it being a tough game you know mm. I just think about what you well if you set extra. your standards so low I suppose yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's easy never to, to be disappointed See, what actually happened was I got down to plus one playing right handed and I changed over to left handed and now I'm yeah. playing off ten you know yeah that's a lie, by the way. Yeah, you play right-handed. <laughs> play right-handed and you were never off plus one. And I was never off plus one. Uh, Barry, you... Uh, well, it's nice to welcome you, Will. Uh, you and I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Rory later on in the in the show, so uh, I'm sure you'll have a few opinions on that. Um, if anybody has any opinions about Will uh, or his comments already, uh, get in contact with us at Podcast GTS on Twitter or our G- uh, email is a goodtalkspoiled at gmail.com. Barry, you were out with the lads this week from no layup. No laying up, yeah. Um, good, good friends point, of the yeah. show. Yeah, well, the, one of the guys behind it was over with a work group. They're, they're all working in Amsterdam at the moment. So um, he fired us a message and we met up and went out for um, a few a few beverages. Because you we were St. Patrick's Day beverages. Because we were dehydrated rather than actually celebrating it. So I uh, showed, them, showed them around Dublin and we've kind of... Uh, Discussed maybe getting a podcast GTS no laying up match going sometime later this year if he can come back. That's over. why we're that's why we're bringing in the plus one ringer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll take out the old clubs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, need no, to it, don't put the, the new ones away. Yeah, yeah, it was great. One. It was good to, good to finally meet them and kind of uh, talk a little bit more tour sauce with them and. Uh, See if see if anything else is coming into the equation. So um, yeah, we'll have to get them back on the show and uh, good, see yeah. how, they're, how they're getting on. See if there's anything, any more tour sauce coming along. Yeah, so that, that was great. It was great fun. It was good. Good to put a face to the name, you know. Yeah, and, and hopefully next time uh, we'll be able to get them out on the golf course and and uh, I think so. Have a bit of fun. Yeah, a bit of an way. epic challenge match. Um, and obviously, if any of the listeners are are over in in this part of the world and want to to get a game, we're always itching for a game anywhere so uh, get in contact with us at podcast gts yeah hashtag we like free golf yeah yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> just remember to bring your two euro <laughs> yeah, exactly. big, big gamblers yeah big gamblers here uh, we played this weekend uh barry you played uh, with me and your dad um, yeah you had 37 points Thir- 38 yeah. 38 38, 38. It was, okay. 38. oh yeah I, I, I thought you were 37 and then you corrected you did, me yeah. at the end yeah, James, James tried to, tries to screw me on the scorecard <laughs> I'm just I, trying to make was, sure he's awake at 8 o'clock in the morning <laughs> it was an unusual day 38 points and I had I, my, the longest put I made is 3 foot so um, anyway like I, I 
figured out what I was doing wrong later on the round and I went out and played Sunday in a practice for one of the club teams and I was holding a few more putts so happy days it's amazing how you work out what went wrong after a round no no it was on the 16th actually I figured it out I was gripping the club a little bit incorrectly and I got my speed right for the last three greens which was which I got it close to the hole so uh, I don't think I have ever had a swing thought while going out <laughs> if no. it's shit it's shit for the whole round and then I just no, hope that good. next week it will it's work not, nice, it's, it's nice to kind of find the fix quickly rather than you know two days later when you figure it out you know in the middle if you can figure it out in the middle of the round when things are going wrong then uh, it's, it's a bonus it's saved, saved around from going wrong so well I get those moments of uh, revelation yeah. and things are going wrong and all of a sudden you just do something and you're like oh my god that's it again that's it yeah, yeah. but that's usually with you at 3am on a Saturday yeah. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah why do I have the clubs in my hand I don't know <laughs> Damn you, why don't I have a burrito <laughs> what do you mean I can't get into the nightclub put <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. carry bag on carry bag yeah. no but I do get those moments where you're kind of going yeah. oh now I've got it something yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, hand it's over too much or hand back too much it's something you probably knew a million times before but it's, you just you need to remember it in a different way for it to trigger and be back there and that's kind of what happened so I was glad I figured that out and I've put a note in the phone to remind myself for the next time so um, that's why we're amateurs on to next week you know before yeah, so the next game well no I wasn't actually not this weekend I played Friday I was playing uh, yesterday and today and I'm playing tomorrow and I'm playing Friday and I'm playing Saturday and Sunday <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't think you played because I usually start at the bottom, but I didn't find your na- name on the list. So <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Actually, I think the last time I was on one of the the lists in the nobody likes the top. I think I was at yeah. the very very top. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I was number one. Like, you know. yeah, you see, James, that was in the the higher division that you're not in. That's oh, that's yeah. division sure, one. Yeah, uh, that's easy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would never see me on the lower division. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I think even when I picked up golf club. I was actually in the worst division. So uh, uh, everybody, that, that was Will. Uh, yeah. Will won't be joining us next week. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> um, so look, uh, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Moving on to the news. <laughs> Let's move on. The Irish Open was, uh, we talked last week about the Irish Open was going to have a Irish sponsor for the Irish Open and it turned out that it ended up being the Dubai yeah. Duty Free. The, we, we got we got really close. Yeah, yeah well, I, I'm going to blame the Irish Independent for that because they were the ones who had suggested it was going to be an Irish brand. How Dubai Duty Free? Unless Irish, it's an Irish linked brand with a heavy Irish link or something. Anyway, we we will, we don't have a career in uh, being detectives in front of us for no, sure. No, well, unless unless I'm dyslexic and I've actually written down Dublin rather than Dubai and it should oh, be Dublin Duty Free. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's great for the Irish Open. Hopefully they'll they'll extend it beyond this year and uh, still a few good, good names being linked with the Irish That's Open. So hopefully there's going to be more news. Oh, it's some tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, other, uh, the other next piece of news is, I suppose this is good for Dustin Johnson, um, that uh, John Daly has come out to suggest that uh, everybody knows when they're going to be drug tested every year. Um, he has what? suggested... Why? Why Dustin Johnson? <laughs> well, there, 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 there's a certain rumour going around that he might have taken a six-month sabbatical for drug reasons, but... Um, it's a pretty serious drug. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out that uh, John Daly has now come out to say that he pretty much can tell what weekend it's going to be because it's the same yeah. weekend every year, which really doesn't matter for a player who's not really playing all that often and has an amazing alcohol problem. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was just, yeah, he just kind of ranted away. Uh, he was on a, one of the, I think he's his own PGA Tour syndicator or some sort of uh, radio show. Jeez. And uh, he just, I think he just lost the plot. He got frustrated with it because he said if it happens this tournament every year, I know it's happening, I know it's coming. So, and another couple of pros have come out and kind of backed up and said, look, yeah, it is pretty weird. And 
Look, as everyone knows, we um, the PGA Tours drug policy or you know the way to deal it's with it as good as the uh, international cycling federation's a, uh, drug it, policy yeah it's a, li- <laughs> it's a little loose like we we did a good uh, bit of a piece on it last year that's in um was it episode week 33 titled best major ever um which was actually after the uspga that took oh, a bit yeah. uh, that was a yeah we had a bit more excitement talking about that than the drug policy but there was a, we did a little bit of in-depth discussion on it if anyone wants to go back and listen to it so um i'm not sure it's it's a strange one, all right. Moving, moving on. Yeah, the uh, actually, you you raised this story, and I think this is absolutely brilliant, and this should be out there for every golf course in the whole of the world. A guy in Sweden has been given a one-year ban from the golf club for hitting his shot into the group in front and hitting one of them and injuring, and injuring them. them, and he's been banned for a year. This is not. He hasn't just been banned from his club. He's been banned from playing golf in Sweden. As a whole, oh, Every sorry, golf course sorry, that's even different. <laughs> sorry, Every <laughs> golf course. I just saw, picked up this tiny little thing I saw on golf cha- the Golf Channel website. It was just a one little paragraph thing, kind of a tidbit of news. Um, didn't have time to go and do a bit more investigation. I just took it as it was. Anyway, he got a ban from golf in Sweden for a year because he hit a shot into the group in front. It somebody. isn't Alan Donnelly, is it? Because Alan obviously is in Sweden at the moment. No, Alan, Alan would actually need to play golf for that to happen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, do you know? Was it a case that they they were on the green and you don't you don't know the exact details? I, I, I don't know the exact details. It was a small little paragraph mm-hmm. tidbit. I'll try find a little bit more information on it. Might tweet it later. Get it out on the Twitter if I can. Yeah, but uh, so I just they they really take their. Well, they are the home of safety. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, it's probably the Volvo Golf Club or something. You know that you're not allowed to do those things. <laughs> Um, that's interesting. A pity uh, they don't ban. I, I know one guy here. I was told a guy down in Craddockstown Golf Club, which is down in Nace direction, and a guy who one week was out on the course saw a pheasant who was making a lot of noise and was just annoying him. The following week, he was out playing and it made a noise in the middle of his backswing. He sliced the ball. He took out a shotgun from his bag and shot the thing dead. And he ended up getting banned for a year from his golf club for discharging a firearm on the golf course. Which, which is fairness. also illegal. <laughs> well, no, I'm, yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm no barrister. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right. It is illegal. But, uh, you know, it's uh, also probably discharging a uh, firearm on a golf course is generally, whether it be legal or not, isn't a good idea. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a uh, that's an interesting one. Um, people, maybe the members of Ocana might think twice about that. I was literally about to say something about Ocana. <laughs> I don't know whether I can bring that up <laughs> for, for reasons of uh, libel or whatever. If people don't know what we're talking about, Google golfers and old Cana golf club, and it will uh, it will it will all make sense. But I remember there was uh, there was one time out in Glen of the Downs, right? And there was a uh, it was one of these four person team event kind of things, and I was standing up on the seventeenth. T. Now the kind of general rule in Glen of the Downs is that you wait until the people have crossed over the, 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 the track that goes down halfway down the fairway before you actually tee off, right? That's the kind of general rule of thumb. Well that's mm, yeah, in yeah, my yeah, head. Sorry, yeah, for just, so you yeah, can yeah. see them until they're, they're, yeah. yeah. they're out of reach yeah, yeah. or out well see this was this is the big thing, right? It's debatable whether they're out of reach, you know. <clears> so of course I, I I stood up on the tee and uh, I hit my tee shot and it's like I hit a big ball. I'm not, not going to lie to you. It was a cannon. It was a cannon. <laughs> but I literally hit the ball and I went, oh, that's a really nice shot. Right? I didn't think anything of it. It was a lovely line. Mm. I knew it was kind of over the bridge. I didn't know how far or whatever. And I got up and literally one of the guys who was not a member of the club went through me for a shortcut. I couldn't see the ball or anything like that until I realized that it was actually on the green. 
Were you flexing your muscles? <laughs> in front of I was kissing my girl yeah, at the same time. <laughs> That's Bubba Long, that is, boy. That's Bubba Long. What must have happened, I, I have to imagine, that it hit off the track, the, the, the path, path. concrete like, path. Like, I, you probably flew it, come on. I flew it, okay. <laughs> but the funny thing about it was, he genuinely believed that I had hit my second shot. Oh, onto the green right. so he was like how would you why would you do that and I said I was on the tee I I, he said but if you know that you can do that from the tee why would you have done it I said if I was to know I could do that every time <laughs> I'd be back to yeah. plus one <laughs> I'd be winning the masters yeah. if I could aim at the green I, play, I played with one guy who was so short tempered that it happened that the guys behind you know hit a ball it, it now literally it trickled probably 10 yards behind us like no more it was nowhere close and he got so, he was such a bad-tempered guy, he got out of his club, he teed it up, and he fired it straight back down the fairway to them. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, was that that? was the end of that. I've never seen that happen. I'd love to see well, that happen. I, 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 I'm not going to say who this is, but I... I we'll I, tweet I, it later. Well, I know <laughs> I, I know of one particular person who I, I would know very well, who, obviously, not, not short-tempered, but didn't like being held up. Mm. Right, and this particular person was very, very good at golf. Um, very, very high standard. Always generally played very early to avoid playing behind slow with people. And um, he literally uh, would tee his ball up on the tee and hit over the people's heads. Fair enough. It's um, not Dangerous. recommended. Not, 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 not recommended. recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Po- no. Podcast GTS, if you have any stories uh, of uh, Sorry. People, people, people hitting <laughs> other people on, uh, on golf courses. Off air, I'll tell you a few more stories, but okay. we will be moving on. Uh, EA Sports this week have announced that uh, Tiger Woods is now definitely no longer the name for the, the EA Tiger Woods Golf. It is now being um, going to be known as the Rory McIlroy uh, Rory McIlroy PGA Tour, I think is the, yep. the official name. It's going to be released in June. It, it, <laughs> couple of things that amaze me. One, this is a $100 million franchise per 12 months. Every 12 months, they make $100 million out of this. It's also the first time that uh, anybody other than Tiger's name has been associated. Around 2013, they stopped using his name, and they I think they called it the Masters PGA Tour yeah, golf one year, and they had a few yeah. different names. But uh, Rory is now signed on. This is also interesting because... This is the first time he has actually sold his licensing name mm. and image rather than just turning up at corporate events. So it's going to be tough for him to open restaurants <clears throat> with his name on them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, I suppose the other thing is this is the first big licensing deal since he settled his contract dispute with Horizon, which is interesting. So this when, when he put his pen to paper with EA Sports, he probably just covered what he had to pay out to Horizon yeah, in the settlement. Well, like, yeah. I yeah. tried to find million. out how much they had paid... Tiger over the 15 years I can't quite believe that it was 15 years the Tiger had it mm. but um, but it, it's going to be a good few quid but actually interestingly there's a very interesting article if anybody's looking at it and Barry might tweet the link later um, by Ewan Murray in the Guardian's website today which basically is making the point that Tiger Woods whether he comes back or he doesn't really makes no difference that the new generation, young generation of golfers are now taking over the commercial side of things, that Rory is taking it over, Jordan Speed, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Patrick Reed. These are all the new guys who are going to have the big commercial success. Whether they ever get close to, to Tiger's records or or you know wins is a is a totally different argument. But that in terms of Woods himself, you can see that he's doing a lot of course design, he's opened the restaurant 
and they're saying even he is looking like a guy who's following Arnold Palmer, Jack's record of kind of getting ready for the post golf era. Mm. And uh, I don't think he's going to run out of money soon, you know. But no, he's but just keeping himself interested with different different style of commercial activities. But I suppose the interesting point that they make in this is that one, the new generation are now ready to take over the mantle, and I suppose we'll be talking about Jordan Spieth and last week and the guys who are up there competing in 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 the US. But more interestingly, that Tiger is now not getting any of the the big appearance fees that he was getting previously. That they're just not interested. It's now going to the Jason Days, the Rory McIlroys, and that really, the days of your Phils and your VJs and your Ernies and your Tigers, they're all, they're, they're the last generation. And this is now handing over to the new guys. Well, there was something that came out there, and I'm obviously not 100% sure of this, but uh, for the Arnold Palmer Invitational thing that happened, was that just there a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tiger had obviously announced that he was going to take a break. Um, uh, undetermined amount of time or whatever and uh, it came out then he said that no he was definitely going to play in the Arnold Palmer Invitational his last competition before he goes because he loves the competition mm. and everything well, he, he loves for. Arnie I think he loves Arnie yeah, Palmer yeah, yeah. He wink, wink. yeah exactly <laughs> he's only won there eight times so he was yeah, thinking yeah. himself he might make himself a cool half a million or a million just to settle back into a little uh, holiday but uh, they wouldn't let him play really yeah the, the, when it, the time she came out he actually wasn't on it and he had thought he was going to be on it Wow. Yeah, so that's why he, you know, he had said he was gone and then he said, no, I'll play in Arnold Palmer's thing, but they wouldn't uh, wouldn't let him play. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> I suppose it's, you know, the other thing is that there's so many young players now, and I was talking to you, Barry, today mm. about this, that you could nearly make a case for so many of the young players every week to go on and win the tournament. That like, the field is so deep now of young, under 30 type talent that really the game and I, I made this analogy with you today that like you know earlier this season the idea or even last season the idea of a Liverpool team without Steven Gerrard in it would have been unthinkable now you don't even think twice that he's mm. not even on the bench or he's not in the squad and you kind of go oh geez yeah no he's he's still around because people move on and the, the sport moves on who's and actually Steve, who's Steven Gerrard precisely yeah. um, and that <laughs> the interesting thing is that you know the king is dead long live the king you know Tiger or these guys are now just being gazumped by the likes of your Rory's and your Jason Days and your Adam Scotts and just a whole long list of people. But this whole that whole list of people is a product of Tiger Woods. They they've all they're all the field is so deep and these guys are all so good and they're inspired into the game because of what Tiger did. Like so, I mean he's not he's not the author of his own demise, but the the whole um, environment in which he now plays himself is his almost his creation. And the depth of talent is just far beyond anything that's been seen in golf before. And these guys are just un- incredible. Like, but he like certainly revolutionised. Oh, yeah. You know, like you look at the guys now and how fit they are and how much. Like I, I, I see if I see Rory McIlroy tweet another friggin' photo of him and his and listening to his earphones from Bose saying, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in the gym just pushing another few guns," you know, and, and like, it, but you wouldn't have seen. I couldn't have seen Seve or Nick, you know. Putting out a photo of them in the gym, hitting a few, you yeah, know. I'm it sure just, if it they wasn't. had smartphones, they would <laughs> have. <laughs> but, uh, but it just, you know, they, he's he's he brought a whole new revolution yeah. to the game already. Oh, he did, but, yeah. And you saw, like, you see, Justin Dustin Johnson has returned, and he's lost what twelve or fourteen pounds. They said, like, I mean, he was he was not 
And that's small, not to be sniffed he had a small little, oh. he had a small little, oh. he had a small little pot belly before he left, but he was you talking about pot. You, <laughs> <laughs> you would not have, you would not have said he was unfit, but he, the guy is just absolutely ripped now. Like, yeah. it's, uh, well, you tend not to eat that much when you're, uh, doing other Work, stuff. Working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to be fair, the, 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 uh, we all saw the photos in Golf Digest of the wife. I think I could see where the, uh, the exercise would come from. Um, but the other thing about changing nappies, he's got a new baby. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's not getting much sleep. He's on losing a, weight. On a serious note with regards to the, the, the kid, the new breed of kids coming up on the, mm. on the scene is that, the other side of that is that for years and years there was no money in the sport. Mm. Then all of a sudden Tiger came along and then the money, the prize money went up and up and up because of the sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. And then you're looking at the guys who were winning competitions, the likes of the L's, the, you know, all those kind of guys were setting up their academies, you know, and bringing in under, under a, you know, what's the, Privileged. Term, underprivileged, thank you very much. That's all right. Uh, underprivileged kids into a game that they would never have normally been yeah. involved. Now, of course, Tiger broke that barrier as well, you know, but, uh, you're now coming into a situation where there was money in the game mm. and you're talking about kids who would never have had an opportunity to play being able to play and that is why then you've got more competition at younger age you know you're seeing the speeds coming through these guys starting off like you're looking at the the Asian tour these guys starting off playing in professional competition with the 13 mm. and in fact uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the short game video that's on mm. Netflix and yeah. you can see oh, yeah, like yeah. That, you know yeah. guys who are who are, t- you know, young teenagers, you know, tw- 10, 11, 12, going to like, uh, I think it was a black page. Beth page. Beth page black. Yeah. Um, that like these guys were playing these competitions, big tournaments, you know, and like there was guys who were spotting, you know, the future talent to try and, because you had, like you were saying earlier with uh, Rory on the TV, chipping into the, into the, the drum, machine, yeah. you know, like they, they, the real natural talent is that young, mm-hmm. that if you get them young and you mm-hmm. can, produce that kind of ideal professional but it's a it's it's just interesting it's a, you know we've talked a lot over the last couple of weeks you know probably to to the, the death of the listeners about tiger and whether he's going to come back or he's not coming back and all the rest but actually the interesting is the flip side of what the guardian is saying is actually really the game probably doesn't need tiger because of the the, the wealth of talent that is out there and and i suppose you know, makes a lot of sense. Guys, guys are young and hungry for the win. Like, I mean, if you if you look at Jordan Speed, for we'll talk about him a little bit later in his win in the Valspar, how aggressive he is in his putting. He just does not care about trying to make cash. He's after wins, and that's always after. Patrick reads about those wins. They're they're young and hungry, and you know to 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 back up this article about you know how young these guys are now that are going out and win. I went and did a little bit of research in the European Tour and PGA Tour. The average age of the winners for the, you know this season. Or the wraparound season has begun. So, the, on the PJ Tour, there's been 18 events. The average age of the winners are is 30, just over 30 years old. Nine of those wins have been by guys in their 20s, and there's only been only one win by a guy in their 40s, and that's Patrick Harrington. So we're we're cool with that. <laughs> um, the European Tour, it's even younger. The average age of the winners is just a shade under 29 years of age, and out of the 13 events so far this season, eight have been won by guys in their 20s. So the average age of the winners for the last 31 events is 29 and a half. And I mean, if you've, you've got Spieth, he's won a couple of events. You know, he won down in Australia and then he's won there recently now uh, this weekend. He's 21. Patrick Reed, 24. Brooks Koepka, 24. Like these guys aren't afraid to win. Whereas years ago when Tiger was dominating, they were afraid of beating Tiger or, you know, he'd cycle them out. Whereas now... 
now they're all happy to go after it. Now some some people are you know, obviously bombing. Like you, you've seen a lot of people collapse over the last few weeks, but they're all they all seem really hungry to get that win. And the fear factor is kind of not as it's not as high as it used to be. Well, they always say that the, with regards to McElroy is that he has a different demeanor to the, let's say the the Woods era. Mm. The Woods era, he pretty much frightened everyone into submission. Because he was so, his one-mindedness, like that he, he didn't even talk to people, he just continued on his own game, and he was pretty much hypnotized, and mm. he hypnotized the people around him because of the state he was in. Whereas McElroy supposedly is a complete, he's like a silent assassin. Yeah. As far as that he's all like, hey, how's it going guys, you know, yeah. I'm still gonna beat you, but I'll actually be, I'll be your friend whilst doing it. Hey, yeah, the friendly ninja. Like, yeah, yeah, the friendly yeah, ninja. Well, I, th- I think, I think the two things, and um, we're gonna come back to this because we might have a look at the, say, the top 10 after the Masters and see what the average age of, say, the top 10 mm. is because I think that might be very interesting to see what what the age of the top 10 is compared to, say, the last few years or the last 10 years and we can do a kind of a comparison of, mm-hmm. of the averages. I suppose the other bit, though, is that, um, you know, when we talk about Rory, I think the very interesting thing is that they're not talking about this being a Rory McIlroy-dominated era where he goes out and wins five or six tournaments in a row, and these guys just are all playing for a second, mm. where Tiger, in fairness, dominated so so much. But we're talking about an era where, you know, Jordan Spieth could win one week, Rory could win another week, Patrick Reed could win another week, and then you could have Bubba, you know, that there could be a top, top name winning practically every different week, rather than Tiger was in the field, and people were kind of saying, well, I'm playing for a second. Because he's winning Tiger's one every win three it, you know? So, yeah. like, what was it that he went one season with practically, I think it was a, seven or eight wins? On, you know, and I can't see Rory ever doing that. Well, the only, the only thing I will disagree about that is that we have not even come into the McElroy era yet. Oh, that's fair enough. That's, that's the one that's, thing I will say. Yeah. He's only 25 mm-hmm. years of mm-hmm. age. He's won four. Like, if you look at the comparisons that they're always doing, yeah. You know, uh, Nick Loss, how many majors he had won before he turned 25, mm. um, Woods, you know, the kind of way. They mm-hmm. didn't really come into the period of their dominance until their late 20s yeah. and into their early 30s. Like, you know, so I, I take your point, but McElroy is still only learning his game. You know, he's better. changing equipment, you know. Yeah. I suppose that it would be interesting to see where there might have been only one or two or three guys genuinely competing. During the Tiger, you know, your Duvals, your Phils, you know, your Ernie, PJ, PJ. There was probably not quite as, we could probably name 10, 12, 13 players, 14 players. Just here, you know, your Poulters, you, you, you know, you could have a fairly big wide list of people who could go out and win for the next three or four years. So, but it would be, it's, it's an interesting thing where you're saying it, it's something that we'll have to have a look at. Yeah, but I do. In the I next do, five I, or six years I before you can say whether or not he's dominated like but, Tiger. Well, that's the thing. I do agree that with regards to the fact that Tiger was a different player. Mm. You know, he had a different attitude. He had a different. He literally went out and he just wanted to beat everyone. Like you think about what Nicholas said. Nicholas just said, "I didn't care about what anyone else did. I just played my own game. Mm-hmm. If someone else went out and beat beat the best I can do, well, then so be it." Tip your caps. Yeah. yeah. Tiger Woods didn't go out with that attitude. Mm. He wanted to pretty much take down everyone. And he went out with the right attitude. They are, all the commentators now talk about McElroy and they, they've actually come to the, the assessment that they're, and even Radar talking about it there when, when the competition he couldn't, uh, he didn't make the cut in or whatever. And mm. they said, oh, we, we know McElroy. You know, McElroy's going to come along one week and he's going to be absolutely amazing. The next week he's going to be absolutely terrible. But that's why we love McElroy. Yeah. Mm. You know, but I think you're right. Like it also, it's maturity. I know we spoke previously. Paul McGinley said, "When he gets the maturity right, 
Oh, yeah. You know, he's a guy who will go on and win significantly. And in fairness, he did. It was at the time that he was just coming out of that bad period where he changed the clubs. And he was saying, look, give him a bit of time. Give him some maturity. And this is a guy who's going to dominate wire to wire. He could go Thursday to Sunday and just blow the field away. Even with his B game, you know, the, the more he gets used to being able to cope with situations like that. How many tournaments did Tiger win when he wasn't playing his best? Like, I'd say yeah. quite Scrambling a lot around, you know. Well, look, talking about somebody who didn't scramble around, uh, George Cotes, uh, Cotes? Cotes, yeah. You see, I you think that just depends. You would not make a good South African. I just think it depends on which way you want to say it. You want to put oh, the South African. Maybe the right way? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We'll wait and see. We're happy for you to butcher them forever <laughs> because it's more fun for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, interestingly, he returned to the scene of his first European uh, triumph, uh, winning in Pretoria Country Club last weekend. He took another home winner, to full use and he won his second European Tour title carding a flawless final round 65 to finish one shot ahead of his South African uh, compatriot Jacques Blue Ooh. <laughs> how do you say B-L-A-A-U-W Blau. Uh, Blau. I, Blau. I go Blau. Okay, I go Blau. Probably, Blau. probably some strange South African pronunciation that we oh, miss. Like, you know, like the way we all say Oost Five out of the top six were all South African, so it was really a South African-led uh, charge at the weekend. They just, of, of, of all the countries in the world, they're one of the top ones for loving playing at home. Like just of course. one of the little nuggets I found there was, of the last 19 European Tour events played in South Africa, 13 have been won by South Africans, so it's just... Uh, if you're if you're if you're into uh, into betting at all, uh, yeah, yeah, go, go say that. I, yeah, your money would be. But wise on, the, on, the, on the other side of that, I, you know, I think we were talking about earlier on that there was one competition there recently in South Africa that I was looking at the rankings, and the highest ranking person playing in one of these competitions wasn't even in the top fifty. Mm. Yeah, you know, so you're looking at like once you go past the top fifty in the world, you're really looking at potluck. You know, there's no one really in there that can. I know they're obviously better and whatnot, but home advantage could count for a lot. It does. Yeah, no, it does. I think think we've all kind of been talking about how this is a lot over the last few weeks have been kind of really second tier European tour, kind of South African, Mm. Asian tour events. You know, um, I suppose if we look slightly inward, uh, Darren Clark had a good week, you know, minus five, tied 15th, you know, it was a good week for him. You know the, the the names that are on that board aren't particularly well known, and they wouldn't necessarily jump out at people. And um, you know, even I'm just looking down here at the like Darren would probably be the Edward Molinari. You know, outside of that, there's not a huge amount. Robert Rock. Yeah, very few of those ha- those real Robert. superstar household names. Yeah. But it's that time of year in European tours, like the prize funds aren't big. There's massive distances to travel you know but this but, is when those guys make their money in order to keep their cards well yeah because yeah. the main guys aren't there they don't and, think about money and, well, like, and the things like they can get into the masters and stuff like Lahiri who's won a couple of very low rate European tour events is now going to the masters no, and yeah. you players uh, when I was hanging out with uh, Chris and Noah laying up he was saying Harris English who's a really really good golfer he's just outside the top 50 now in the world rankings so he's got to have a good week this week and gets himself in but he's currently not in the Masters so I mean if I asked you just straight up who do you think is a better golfer Harris English or Harris English or Lahiri I'll tell you after the Masters yeah well there you go <laughs> I think because the Masters is the you know, home of golf I think the interesting thing is it's just it's, it's, it's absolutely interesting the point you make 
there are tour cards up for grabs. Of course. There's prize money up mm-hmm. for grabs. Like, it's not huge. Like, when we look at this week, the winner down in South Africa got 237,000 euros. Second got 172. Darren Clark at 15th got 18 grand, just shy of 19. When you look at the American, and we're now going to go on, like Jordan Speed this week ended up winning his second tournament. One million and he sixty-two thousand yeah. dollars. And like, what's, what's that? Eight hundred and forty thousand euros. Yeah, like that. yeah. And so it's 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 just it's 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 just a different plane that they're on even at this stage. But look, Jordan Spieth won on a playoff against Patrick Reed and Sean O'Hare at the third hole. Third, third playoff hole. Yeah. Um, it looked at times like these guys neither none of them wanted to win it, none of them <laughs> wanted to lose it. You had Patrick Reed in the first playoff hole, middle of the fairway, you know, punts it in the bunker, short of the green. You think, well, he's gone, you know, that's him out. You had Sean O'Hare who had, you know, duck hooked it off to the right and it was just miles away. And gets a really, drop. You know, gets a gets a drop because he was standing yeah. on the, the cart path. Hits a beautiful shot beyond the pin. Mm. Looked absolutely exactly. I understand because I only got to, I was in late and I only got to see the the playoff. But it was practically where he was in regulation play, so he knew the putt. Yeah, it's still not easy though. What he oh absolutely not. Up and down. It was but remarkable. Like, you, you had Jordan Speed who was just off the fairway mm. ends up you know in the middle, and then you think, well, Patrick Reed's gone. He gets up and down with with one leg dangling out of the bunker. Yeah. You know, like it, it was just but, but what it, should like be it was said incredible. Was, what should be said was that you thought it was bad that he was in the bunker with not much screen to play with, but the ball was plugged inches under the lip. I mean, and it was like barely the top of the ball was shown, and he got it out to like 10, 10 11 feet. Well, I, I thought at that point shot. when I saw that come out and I saw him get up in. and down, I thought there's a guy. It's it, it the car. It's in the cards yeah. that he's going to win this tournament well, because he just so couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I adopted your Sunday betting strategy and put money on Reed before the start of the day. So. And what did you get him for? I had him at 11 to 1. Yeah. So I had him each way, so I made I made a little bit of profit on the day. So well, I, I, I just let it ride. I didn't lay it off. It wasn't going to be a huge win. I, so it was more more excitement uh, I did pick for up me watching it. Of course, the, keep you in. Keep the, in. Oh, yeah. Just after the tee-offs. I had backed Sean O'Hare at five to one, oh. where he was off, and nice. when I thought, now this is great. If Patrick Reed's gone, you know Sean O'Hare and Jordan Spieth, you know it's going to be a dogfight between the two of them. And just more unfortunate, Sean O'Hare, like he did everything right in that playoff, other than that first tee off. Yeah. He didn't really make any major mistakes, but the, 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 the support from Patrick right by Jordan Spieth to win it, you know, was just yeah. a phenomenal um, putt. But like O'Hare had two putts to win, and one of them, you know, lipped out. It was just he did ram the first that, that on the second hole. He really he he gave it a good roll. Like I thought he went for the win. I, I love that he went for the win. The ball was in at a good pace. Like like I was saying earlier, Jordan Speed fires the ball in at a good pace when he's putting. Like if he misses, it's going four foot by. But he trusts himself that he'll make the one back. I mean, look, there, there was just like you're saying, James. There was such an up and down day for everybody. So. Uh, let's just go right back to the start of the day. Like the 54 hole leader or co leaders have failed to win the last eight events in the PGA Tour. So poor Ryan Moore, he was leading going into the start of the day. He hadn't a hope with that stat, you know. Yeah, sitting and over it's his also head. the fact that he's already done it this yeah. year. He's collapsed already. Well, yeah, exactly. And the last 10 leaders or co leaders have failed to break par in the final day. So that happened, Ryan Moore. He uh, he led by three strokes with six holes to go. He makes three bogeys and three pars in the final six holes. Misses the playoff by two. Henrik Stenson kind of 
brought himself into contention but just kind of ran out of steam. He had three birdies in a row from 14 to 16 and just missed a putt on 17. He missed the playoff by one. Sean O'Hare, he lipped out on the second playoff hole. Yeah, that was so close. Like that, that putt didn't break the same way that uh, Reed's time. chip broke and yeah, Reed's Reed, putt broke. Reed, uh, Reed's yeah. chip turned to the left yeah. in the hole and it and ended so up staying and speed and whatever Sean O'Hare's either yeah. it was the pace or whatever ended up going because he played it on uh, the right edge for that break. Three foot out, um, that thing looked like it was if it followed the same path as the other two, that thing was just kind of dead center. I'd say he was distraught that it didn't go in. But like, it was he a good putt, you know. And um, but I mean to, for him to even get there was phenomenal. Like he's been down in the doldrums. But on Sunday, his game stood up to it. He shot four birdies in the back nine for a four in the back nine. And <clears throat> Patrick Reed, like if anyone saw him play the 18th in regulation, made a ridiculous birdie from the back of the green. The commentator said, nobody has made this putt all day. This guy, he's he's pretty special. Like, and I know we mocked him so much last year when he was going on about his top five player in the world comment. He's probably one of the top five players in the world right now. His official world ranking might not say it, but... On current on form. form and what he's doing, like doesn't matter. I still have to disagree with anyone who would actually blatantly come out and say that I'm I'm a definitely a top five golfer in the world. It doesn't matter whether you are or you aren't. Yeah. The whole beauty of our sport in golf is that it's supposed to be a very modest modest game. Yeah, yeah. We don't you know, we don't show up. and says that he's the top five golfer in Glen of the Giants and nobody listens to him. So why yeah. should we listen yeah. to Patrick Reed? Um, so do you genuinely believe you're top five? Got no, I'm top three, of course. Yeah. No, it's I, I, I think the interesting thing is as long as that's two spots behind I me. I think Patrick Reed <laughs> got a lot of people interested in Patrick Reed after the Ryder Cup because there was a bit of passion, there mm-hmm. was a bit of it, and nobody, I, I had no problem with, and and I actually kind of like when you know he got up and down on the first playoff hole and he was giving it large and it was kind of yeah, come on, you know, mm-hmm. and he was giving and like fair play, like you know, it means something to him. And it's what you were saying earlier when we were talking about kind of the new generation. He wants to win. Mm. He doesn't, he's not happy with 700 grand in cash. You know, he wants that title. He wants to go home and say, like Jordan Speed is now the, uh, I, I read the stat, what is he, the second, um, he is the, becomes the fourth player since 1940 to win twice on the PGA Tour before his 22nd birthday. Mm. Like that's, that, that they're the kind of record you want. That's yeah. you want to go home. You want to look at that trophy. And uh, in fairness, I have to say, you know, it was a, it was a great great win by Jordan Spieth. Interestingly, last week we put the hex clearly on Adam Scott. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Spieth this week withholding with that absolute monster putt. He ended up playing with a club which was a it's a Scotty Cameron zero zero nine. It's a uh, tour only one that they made. He got it when he was 15 years old, and he's continuously played with it, um, you know, which is which is phenomenal. Unlike our poor friend Adam Scott, who had just an absolute mare uh, with the potter this week. Yeah, that's we, we should probably take the hit on that. Maybe we'll send him a <coughs> bouquet of flowers or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, tweet, tweet, tweet us, Adam, and we'll, just, we'll send he, you something. Just also, the other side of that is that it's funny when you say uh, that Spieth has had that putter since he was 15. It makes it sound like he's our age now, mm. and he's not. He's only no, 22, he's so seven, seven years. Yeah. I've had my golf clubs for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Adam Scott. Sorry. <laughs> I've never had a putter longer for, that, for seven uh, years because I, I changed mine all the I time. Wonder, I wonder if, Scott, if Adam Scott went back and got one of his childhood putters, even if it was an anchored one when he was like you know seven or eight years old, it would now be regular regulation size for him. 
him as an adult. So <laughs> yeah. I, but he probably he probably needs to do a bit more tinkering in practice because after his first two rounds of the WGC, he was, he was very good. He has now missed 17 times inside of 10 feet and has only made 5 of 13 from the 4 to 8 foot range. And over his last four rounds, this is going to sting, he's lost... 7.9 strokes to the field on in putting on the greens on average like so it's he's uh three weeks to go to augusta and those really really fast 13 13 and a half stimp greens he's but he can always go it. back he can't he, he can't can. like he might he might take the, the the hit and say do you know what for the purpose of yeah. going back he might he might go back he was never a great putter full stop even with the long stick but maybe just make made him feel more comfortable but you know his, his stats weren't amazing with that either but Anyway, he's got he's got a few more months to chop and change and play around. But the first of January next year, he's got he's, he's got to have make the change. a non-anchored stroke, regardless of what size putter or what type of putter he has. So, so look, that was that was last week, um, and I, I have to say, I'm finding the American Tour really interesting to watch. I think that's the seventh playoff in 14 or 13 tournaments. I, I heard that stat over the weekend, yeah, and that's just great. Like it's drama right down to, especially where at half ten. You're kind of just finishing watching the golf, and you're kind of going, "Geez, I wouldn't mind it not to end." You know, yeah. I go to bed in an hour. You know, well, what else am I going to watch? And then it's like, "I'm wearing a playoff." Yeah. Brilliant! And <laughs> this is this is it. Well. It was just it was pure drama. I watched all of Sunday and the golf, and it was one of the most enjoyable Sundays of golf this year. It was the the short game clinic by Speed and Reed was just magic. Like some of the shots they were getting up and down from, they, you could give them 10, 15, 20 goes at that another time. And they would, they'd maybe do it once, but they had to, to do it in the heat of the moment well, the think, way they did. is just so impressive. I think if nobody has seen it, just watch those three holes yeah. of the playoff, particularly Patrick Reed's up and down. So he, he was in the bunker in the first, he was at the back of the green in the second. I think he was in the bunker on the third as well, which he had downhill lie and ended up leaving it pretty close. Now, obviously, it made no difference because he, he didn't need to get in because the birdie got it. But uh, it was it was just an incredible exponent of... Now that you mentioned the highlights, I'm definitely going to put this up on the Twitter later. The PJ Tour website have a um, kind of review of the tournament, but they have like five or six videos of all the different amazing shots that were played. I'll, I'll throw it up on the Twitter. Just from the weekend. Just from the weekend, yeah. There's just uh, what 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 a really exciting event, and uh, let's hope they just continue from now and then. Well, we're moving on to Augusta in three weeks, so yeah, it's getting close. There's a bit more action like that now in such a course as Augusta. It's just going to be uh, eye candy. Can't wait. So look, one thing, sorry, can I just say yeah. one thing about Augusta? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, we're talking about the different breed of, of, of kids, you know, new and old, right? I remember watching Augusta when it was a time when the, I can't remember, is it the 13th hole, which is the par five, uh, with the creek down the, the, the left hand mm-hmm. side and yeah. the trees out on the right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember watching that where the players would struggle with drivers to get around that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what made it a par five. And that's what made Augusta so exciting. And that's why when, obviously, Woods came along, he he wasn't a particularly big hitter, but he just seemed to be able to get it out in miles. But, like, I was watching it last year or the year before, and you're looking at McElroy and Bubba Watson, and they're hitting driver and sand wedge mm, yeah. to the par five. They're making a mockery of that hole a little bit. You know, looking away. So, like, it, it kind of takes... You, you really want to see it, because you mm. want to see these guys hitting that golf ball 375 yards. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to go back to see where everyone was on level playing field. Do you know what? Augusta seems to be able to react to these things that happen year on year. And I have no doubt they'll be doing some analysis in the background and how they can protect the course from these guys and what they're doing. Those trees that Bubba blew it over last year on 13, 
They might be a little bit taller this year. Who knows? They might be a little bit wider. Well, they will, Barry, because every year a tree gets taller. Well, no, but I mean, (laughs) they might hyper-extend, artificially extend. I I think the thing is that you definitely know that with the money that goes into Augusta, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it wouldn't be against them just to plant another Eisenhower tree flat bang in the middle of a fairway just to piss off the players and go, there you go, now you're going to have to go round it. Yeah, And the thing is, they'll go out and they'll spend two million on that tree, which has been growing in the middle of the wherever, mm-hmm. rather than most clubs going, geez, we better go and get an acorn and start this and then 40 years time we might have a sapling, you know. Yeah. But like, <laughs> they can just go out and buy that yeah, tree yeah, yeah, and yeah. do it. So they, they, they certainly can Look, um, the European Tour moves back to Europe, thankfully. Yay! Yes, uh, yeah, well. Down to the Downs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is going to be the Madeira uh, Island Open at the Club de Golf de Santo de Syria. You're so good. Love his accent. That's Syria. I was about to go. It's my usual way of doing it. But anyway, this is Daniel Brooks defends and the current runners and riders on the uh, betting is Kevin Phelan the Irish Kevin Phelan has had a few good weeks yeah, good uh, tw- 20 to 1 like now this kind of shows you where we're at where 20 to 1 is the leading uh, leading uh, is he favourite? he is favourite at 21 yeah, Kevin that's Phelan that's great for him though he's really kind of been coming good like over the last few weeks yeah no and, and it's, even, like. it's, it's, hopefully he can keep it going and then the names get even better we've got Bradley Dredge 22 to 1, Ricardo Santos 22 to 1, Justin Walters 22 to 1, Renanto Parator 30 to 1, and and like there is literally nobody there that, you know, Gareth Maben 50 to 1. Peter, Peter Laurie's there as well. Look, it's, it's Peter Laurie, yeah, sixty-six to one. It's it's a real again. Well, it's back. Thankfully, in in Europe, it's still a it's it's a second rate European tour. But again, it's money. It's a card, mm-hmm. and hopefully, Kevin Phelan might be able to to add some money to the to the pot. But even after out of those five people you're talking about, like Phelan's obviously, obviously coming good. Obviously, you're talk, you're you are talking about a second tier competition. But your man um, Santos, like I really only have seen him doing well in one competition. Ever, um, the but Bradley Dredge, he unfortunately he was doing very very well in one of the competitions last year, and then got beaten by the mm-hmm. Scottish guy um, Mark Warren. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in the end, like you know, but Mark Warren completely destroyed him. But your man Paratore is actually a very exciting golfer. He's only a young kid. He's only uh, he's only like eighteen or something like that. He's, he's thirty to one. So put your money where your mouth is. And we'll... He's the new exciting Italian guy. You know, Matteo Manassero came through, and mm-hmm. obviously has just gone to. We're all better than Matteo Manassero now. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I'm sorry. I saw I saw that guy recently hitting uh, his. I have never in my life seen as bad a slice from a professional. Mm. Like I know he's changing his swing and he's changing mm. his equipment and the whole lot, but this was really, really bad. And I think probably what happened was he was actually playing in the competition. I saw him. He was playing with McElroy. And he was playing with someone else, and the the big hitters. Now Matteo Manassero is not a big hitter anyway. Mm-hmm. He hits the his driving average, I think, is about two seventy, two eighty, right? Which is big, but not for a pro, you know. And you're talking about McElroy, whose driving average is three three ten, three twenty. So McElroy was pumping it out there, not even trying to hit it. So that's what was happening was Manassero was actually trying to hit the ball. They actually did an analysis on his swing, and his club head speed sw- uh, sped up so much that he couldn't control it with his body, and he was leading ahead with the body, uh, and everything was just going. Oh, it was real amateur. Mistake, you know, it was actually very interesting to watch. 
Well, it's, it would be an interesting one to Rand see. Over. Poor, poor Matteo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's yeah. a lovely golfer when he's on. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can easily go out and win. Up and down. Not this week. Not this week. No, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good to see him down the doldrums. No, and, you know, no, hopefully no. he kind of figures it out. Um, well, look, we have to jump on board somebody after poor Harrington came out of his doldrums. So maybe we'll we'll follow the... the new champions yeah, of we'll champion Matteo Manzero. I'm going to be spending my three, four days really watching the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill Club and Lodge in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Matt Every defends, and I suppose there's this, the big, big hitters are back. This is really the start now for a lot of guys coming into the, the, the Masters. Roy McElroy is leading at 11-2. to two. Henrik Stenson, 8-1, to one, who probably would be fairly fancy by a lot of people after the last couple of weeks of very close finishes. Uh, Bubba Watson twelve to one, Jason Day eighteen to one, Adam Scott eighteen to one, Ricky Fowler twenty two to one, Brooks Cupkey uh, thirty to one, Harris English. <laughs> we sat on cupcake year weeks well, ago. We're, we're just going to keep going with this. Henrik uh, 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 Matsuyama is thirty three to one, JB Holmes thirty three to one, Keegan Bradley thirty three to one, Brant Snedeker forty to one, and Ian Poulter forty to one, Graham McDowell forty to one, Kevin Nah forty to one, like. The list just goes on and on. It's it's Shane Larry's there at sixty to one. Ooh, um, I like a bit of Shane Larry. My uh, my my always there. Russell Knox would not quite there. Yeah. Ultimately, sixty six to one. That man would knock on the door and actually will get through at some point. But um, this to me is is a real first rate. This is if this was horse racing, this would be a Grade One event. You know, this is all the big hitters are starting to come back. And you know what? I suppose the story this week is Arnold Par uh, that this is one of the first, if not the first, event that uh, Tiger Woods has missed of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Six-time winner, he ain't there. But you know what? I actually don't think in the list of names that we've said will we actually be missing him too much. Um, I actually don't. I didn't even take any notice of the fact that he wasn't there. Yeah, no, and I, well, you know, in my head, I actually turned around and said, "But you didn't mention Speed or Reed." Well, yeah, well, yeah, actually, they're not. They're not playing. They're not week, playing. Uh, That's what came into my head first. You know, interestingly, if if with Tiger not playing this week, depending on certain ways, um, he's going to fall out of the top hundred for the, for, I'd say, first time probably ever. And mm-hmm. um, Paul Carrington actually talking about the top one hundred is a hundred to one. If anybody wants an old sniff of that, um, Alex Levey, who Alexander Levey, who came close really a couple of weeks, uh, one hundred and twenty-five to one. Anybody going to have a sniff of anything on this? Or are they just going to sit back? I'm, I'm still, by the way, doing my Sunday only, so I'm not even looking at pre-tournament odds anymore. Well, I I, that's I, where I, the money can be made. But, but I was just going to say, if I if I was to put myself out on a limb, uh, that I would go McElroy. Well, that's a that's a big limb, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going with the favorite at eleven <laughs> to two or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to put my euro. Push that boat I'm going to put my euro down at McElroy <laughs> yeah. at eleven to two. Don't go crazy. <laughs> I, Go each way as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of torn at the moment. I, I know I said I, I fancied Henry Stenson last week and he went very well and he's one of the hottest players at the moment. I, I'm, I don't know whether I want him to win or not to win at the moment. I did put a nice anti-post bet on him for the Masters and I had a good week at Cheltenham there last week so I reinvested some of that in him on the Masters. I got him, got him a nice price so I'm hoping he's just tuning up his game and he gets another top 10 or something this week and goes on and wins Augusta. Do you know everybody is laying off Henrik Stenson now That's after good. they just heard you say That's good because I'm going to top up when his <laughs> odds drift again. But, okay, with regards to the Masters and stuff like that, uh, the, Henrik Stenson has never won the Masters. You know, they're kind of, he's never really, he's, not, he's never won a major. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd really want to be looking at the people who are horses for courses. 
And stand, the masters. The this is controversial, Will, and we will come back. Oh, sorry, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm only a newbie. I'm only a newbie. No, it's all right. We, just, a newbie, just but a good wet thing. their so, appetite. Uh, yeah, just wet the appetite. We, uh, we will. We will get to that in due okay, course. Okay, uh, Barry, what, who, who are you going to go with? I, I'm going to have a, a sneaky, possibly a sneaky look at JB Holmes. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's hot at the moment. He's good. Like he's, and he's, he is, he's got really good odds at the moment. Like he's way, way down the odds. I, gu- I guess the only thing we can take like is that if, you, if anyone, if any of our listeners are, are waiting until Sunday to have a bet on the golf, do not back the third round, whoever's leading on into the That's last true. round. That's you know, point, he, yeah. the stats are against you, uh, winning. So I haven't, I haven't settled on a pre-tournament bet at the moment. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to stay away from Adam Scott until his putter gets sorted. Actually, speaking of putting, the greens at Bay Hill are not supposed to be that good at the moment. So I saw a tweet from Steve Elling, a sports writer, earlier. He said a prominent caddy um, stated that Bay Hill's greens were, quote, awful. The grass is long, there are muddy spots, and some traditional pins cannot be used. Um, they're actually in such bad shape that they're going to be regrassing them after the event. So it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be interesting one to see. So you know who's going to win the competition? McElroy. When the well, putting's not, or you just fire at the pins. Yeah, or? just fire at the pins. And you just have to worry about lines. Yeah, it's gonna be well. It's gonna be tough. First, first timers at Bay Hill have traditionally not done so well. But I mean, Rory is the exception to the rule on a lot of things. So, uh, look, I'm really looking forward to it. It's all, it's always a nice one to watch, and with that many quality players up there, yeah, it's sure, sure to be some entertainment. De- it definitely pumps it up to if, the next. If, level. if I had to go out in a limb, okay, another limb, another yeah, limb. Yeah, right? Well, I do have here. a few of them. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> Uh, I I wouldn't obviously put my money on Rory McIlroy because it wouldn't be worth um, the Your bet. Two euros. My two euro. I would go for Hideki uh, Matsuyama. Matsuyama. Yeah, he's always back. he's always there thereabouts. Well, you're talking thirty three to one each way. You're still getting your uh, eight to one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, you know, so and, and, uh, better, better than what you're getting with Rory. Paddy Power yeah. playing six places again oh, this okay. week. So uh, happy days. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Well, look, uh, that kind of we'll find out next week whether or not any of our tips get anywhere close. Uh, and if not, uh, slash, we apologise in advance. Slash blind darts at the board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. anybody is having any bets, get in contact with us at Podcast GTS. Perhaps do it just before, uh, tweet us before you do it so we get good odds too. <laughs> I must yeah. mention one of our one of our followers on Twitter, listeners on Twitter put his first, what's Colin O'Malley, I think it is, put it, I can't, if I remember correctly, put his first double on this week after listening to our episode with Steve Bamford oh yeah he backed George Katsaya and Jordan Speed and won himself a nice chunk over 500 euro wow. so uh, he's absolutely chuffed yeah well I'm I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm chuffed for him but yeah. also pissed off that he didn't tell us about this ah well he did but on he did. Twitter yeah. <laughs> no he told us after Before the event, the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know yeah so yeah, yeah. congrats you know, that's, that. that's great I'm, I'm usually brilliant after the event telling oh, yeah. you what we should have done yeah, by my, the way we should have all gone with Jordan Speed last it's week exactly so look, uh, that just leaves me to say to anybody, if you want to get in contact at Podcast GTS, a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. I want to thank Barry as always for your input. Will, it's a pleasure. Thank you. We will much. see you next week, hopefully. Oh, I hope so. We'll leave it to the listeners, let them decide. Oh yeah, you know? the polls are open. The polls are open, yeah. They'll be <laughs> open for seven days. Yeah, thank uh, you. so thank you very much. It was very great, well, great to fun. have you and uh, we'll we'll talk to you again next week. Barry will talk to you and uh, good luck to all the listeners and enjoy your golf over the weekend. Bye bye, huh? Well, you're fine. Bye bye.